There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I would like to acknowledge the Shumash, Keech, and Tongva people, the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is being recorded on, and pay my respects to the elders, both past and present and emerging. Salad or Dolly, through a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kind of gnarly. We're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Weirder together. Weirder together. It's happening. It is we're happening. We're back. I'm saying we're back as if we went anywhere. We didn't go it anywhere. It feels like it's been a very long time. I know. Why is that? It's just been jam-packed. Maybe. Yeah. Is that... I, yeah. I thought when things were jam-packed, things moved quickly. I'm not sure there's been definitive research on the way stress affects our sense of time and space. But remember when you were a kid and you were having fun at a friend's and your mom would come and get you and it felt like one minute and when you're, you know. I know. And then when you were waiting to go to your friend's house or for something fun together, it felt like just the day dragged on. And and the day of a flight is always the pits because it's like the longest day. Speaking of flights, I mean, the big news in our neighborhood has been the drama of Uncle Michael's Uncle journey. Michael. To, for, for long-time listeners, uh, they will know that I don't even want to call him friend of the pod, but Uncle Michael really is a character on the pod. Yeah, he's my mom's little brother. And he was meant to be here this week. He Famously, I'm just trying to think of, to jog the listener's memory, famously, this is a... Uh, Uncle Michael of the Let's Smoke a Bone story. It's, it's Uncle Michael yeah. of the Velvet Suit. Yes, it's Uncle uh, Michael. Um, my family are a lot of pot smokers in the family. And I bet my mom is the one that turned them all on. Did she turn her mom and dad onto it? They once she they once left a joint for my grandma and grandpa and my aunt, my great aunt Evelyn and maybe Simmy, my great aunt Simmy. And they finally tried it and one of them was still working for a travel agency. They were like, you know, grandparents age. This was in the 70s. And they were like, it didn't really affect us. But we had some apples and they were the most delicious apples <laughs> we've ever had. And then one of them got a call from their boss at the travel agent and they were all like giggling like and couldn't stay on the, like she was couldn't talk on the phone because she was laughing. I tried to give my mom some for sleep when she was jet lagged. She was not having oh, it. And that's when I was, so I was naive about oh, it. Because I thought my mom would do an ayahuasca ceremony. Oh my gosh. You always think your mom's going to do crazy stuff. And she's. <laughs> she does do kind of crazy stuff though. What? Not in mom that way. Do, who are we talking about? No, no, I don't mean crazy stuff in that sense. But my mom is, you know, my mom's now. What is she, 82? Yeah, 82. And she is an incredibly vibrant person who she's puts so herself vibrant. in new situations and travels and meets new people. Oh, so she's, why not sit with a shaman well, and do a psychedelic Are you uh, kidding? You know, well, she's purging. No, my mother-in-law Ilona is very active and has a full incredible life and she's brave, you know, she she travels But you and think she, she you're works. you're implying she's not a psychonaut. No. She's not into exploring no, the, the she, outer realms of her psyche. She's She explores things and she is on a lot of 
charitable boards and she's always doing, you know, traveling and has a very big, big life, but she doesn't want to do psychedelics. But I, I, I'm confused why you think she would. I don't know. I think my that mom would be wouldn't it. either, by the way. You know what? She's I, very, my mom is control, you know, she likes a controlled. I'm kind of like that too. I'm trying to be less controlling. I think I'm by nature a sort of salesperson. Like, I think that's what a rock and roll performer is. It's like being a preacher. Like, you're essentially a traveling salesman. But is and it- I always have faith that whatever it is that I'm selling, that the customer eventually is going to buy. Well, you do break people down. I mean, do you do you think that everybody is like you or that they'll – but they do a lot. You've, you definitely bring a lot of people to places you want to go. Well, I, I yeah, look, it's got a it's got a dark side to it. Like ultimately it seems confident. Yeah, yeah, look, it's great to be confident and to, you know, to get up on a stage and sing songs and to get the room to go with you. Yes. You have to have a certain amount of whether it's confidence or delusion or you have to somehow believe in your own ability to be a leader in that yes. situation. But sometimes it can and I think the the shadow of all of this exploration of myself that I've done over the last, you know, 40, how old am I? 44 years, is that often that has negated listening to what people actually want, uh, you know, like who they actually well, are. Luckily they do want a lot of what you're giving them and the, and you're singing to them. But yeah, is it- But you got to hit it, a balance. You got to hit it, a balance because you can't sell to everybody. You can't, I mean, you can't I take relate, everybody on the I same journey. I relate to when I was dating, I was so confident and I felt I could just get people to like me romantically or sexually or whatever. But I think that was also because I needed them to on an emotional. So is it also just a sort of you so want that 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 sort of performer validation thing that that you yes. just are like yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's my friend Dan Estabrook once said to me. He said the thing about you is you're usually right, but you always need to be. <laughs> and I thought that was actually pretty good because that was shout both, out to Dan <laughs> shout Esterbrook. out Dan Esterbrook, who's coming to the show in New York on Thursday. But I thought that was really because it was both it was a compliment and an insult sure. in, in a ways that only real friends can see you. Yes, but back to Uncle Michael. Uncle oh, yes. Michael is a psychonaut. Uncle Michael is so we were excited to have you know we've talked about this for a few months now that yes. we've had very limited guests. You know we've had Brett Gelman and Ari Dayan. We've had Georgia Mack, Goldie. We've had Goldie. Um, we almost had Kate, but it didn't Your work out. Your mom called in. I, my mom did call well, in. Well, you made her call. You made yeah, her call in. Michael was going to be here this week for tonight. My show at the Moroccan Lounge is actually yes. Richard, your stepfather's birthday. And Michael is going to be there. He was flying in. Your mom's all excited. He rocks up in LA, test positive for COVID. He's never had it. He's never had it. He's been all up in Albany, he New brought, York. Oh, I like that. All up in Albany. They should make t-shirts. All up in that. Albany. So he brought that Syracuse thread. He managed thread. to avoid it this yeah. long. Yeah. So he brought us that 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 Albany COVID. He is now- Well, we don't have it. No, we don't have it. But he's now isolating in, in a your mom's In a beautifully decorated guest house. house. Absolutely beautiful. And but, like, he was going to call in today even and do this I virtually, know. but he said it's moved his throat. I know. And Hopefully it's so. moving through quickly. But my mom is his older sister, so she's taking care of her baby brother. It's full circle. I know. It's full circle. Full circle. So he did text me when he got, you know, he came down with COVID, tested positive. He was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to be stuck in this room for a week or so. Got any magic mushrooms? I'm not saying I did. I'm not saying I do. I'm not saying I'm the person to ask, but 
I thought that was an amazingly courageous Yeah, speaking effort. of courage. Who, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine not feeling well and then tripping. And can you, yeah, just because I Maybe think. Maybe it's, I've heard, do you remember that one person was doing that ayahuasca ceremony and they were sick during it? It wasn't someone we knew, but we were listening to a podcast or someone was telling us a story and they had a whole journey around, they had a cold or something. And part of it was like, it was just the worst. Oh, I think I'd be and too then nervous. They yeah. I would be too. Particularly then, with COVID because you're like monitoring oh your symptoms God. the whole time. And like part of psychedelics is also exploring But by the end, the this person like oh. surrendered. Yes, right. But yes, of course, of course. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I interrupted you. But the 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 idea of like when you're in a psychedelic journey, part of it is that you are confronting your own mortality, right. and I think that could be confusing if you actually were sick with something. Yeah, potentially no, I uh, I like to you know lighten up, lighten things up, and not you know when I'm not feeling well and try to get through somehow. How do you get through? When I have you been getting well? through lately? Just life? getting through life. Yeah, how you been getting through? I'm doing a lot of um, a lot, studying myself a little bit. Studying lately. of industrial musicals. That's true. Yeah, you you uh, have turned, of, oh my God, you Broadway. turned us onto something amazing. Well, I was, yeah, there's a musical about, uh, a musical, it's a documentary about <laughs> It was on Netflix, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's um, the, one of the writers for Letterman, who looks sort of like Letterman's cousin or something. It's not, he's not, but he um, got into industrial, finding records you know, album hunting. And uh, Jello Biafra is one of these people who collects. And so they're Shout from, out Weirder Together Pod family. Yep, Jello. Listen um, to his podcast, Renegade Roundtable. So yeah, so the, they're in, you know, in the 50s and 60s and 70s, and there's still some of them now, but it was, I get it. I was smiling the whole time because I, that hits for me. But wait, um, you got to explain what it is. They I'm trying, I'm getting okay. in there. So these are industrial <laughs> musicals that, for a corporations, big Americana, American. Corporate sponsored musical theater. For the employees and the buyers. Sales team. And the sales and team yeah, to yeah. sort of boost morale and. So it'd but, be like Walmart, the musical. Right, exactly. Kleenex, the musical. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. The money behind these musicals was so major. For example, when My Fair Lady was on Broadway, I'm I'm making these numbers up because I can't remember, but they say this is a long time ago. The musical cost four hundred thousand dollars to get it up or something. This is My Fair Lady Broadway. The um, industrials, because it was corporations, would have like two million dollars, and this is back whatever in the sixties or seventies. So these industrial musicals would have they would hire really proper, really good musicians to write the songs. They would have all these performers. Martin Short did them, Cheetah Rivera, all these different people and, you know, really good dancers. And so these productions were amazing. And what hits for me is just, it's sort of that hopeful, I mean, it's awful. It's just well, They're like extended jingles. They're basically like yeah. an hour and a half jingle and they would put on these musical performances like, like major, once. Yes. So you'd wor they'd work with they amazing composers. And, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So there's And these, make albums. And this guy who worked for Letterman, he's the he's did this uh documentary it's about him. He loves all these records and they were hunting for all these obscure records and he knew, knows all the songs. And there's, of there's a, like a group of people who love these industrial musicals. I didn't know anything about them. I'd never heard were, of were them. Were they on Mad Men? Probably. There was probably a little Mad Men, the TV show, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't remember any industrial musical plot line. I know. I would think- I'm sensing a spinoff. <laughs> That's the type of thing I might watch if I was not feeling well. 
It's this cheery, little, totally. cheery little story. Loved it. Thank you for discovering that for us, <laughs> for our, our whole family. Now we're going to start collecting these records <laughs> no. now. and uh, We're getting rid of records. Oh, yeah, we are too, aren't we? We're just doing a, another going through of our stuff. We had a fun night at Horses, which used to be Coach and Horses, and then was the Pikey. Yep. We went with Christina Hendricks and her boyfriend, George Bianchini, and we had- Bianchini. We is he had, half Italian? I don't, His name is half Italian. Yeah, yeah I thought- George is very waspy or something, and then that's nice. It was great food. Possibly oh one gosh. of the best salads I've Caesar's ever had in salad. my life. And I'm I, not a salad I guy. You know I made that the when? next day. Was it good? It was not as good, but Damn. it's got breadcrumbs on. Was there also like paprika endives. or something or what was going on? I there? was trying to Google. They don't have it. So that, that There's certain things you can find the recipe for at restaurants, but some, if the chef hasn't put out a book, you can't really find it. Markers of a great night. You left uh, my, credit my credit card. card. My Your credit, credit card, card there. Mm-hmm. Undertipped. Wildly oh, undertipped. I, and then, <laughs> so we spoke. Split the bill. I it was super dark. I was tipping, and then I realized you were you were tipsy tipping. I was tipsy tipping, tipping tipsy. and then the next day I was like, oh my god! And the waitress was so great. I was like, shit! I I've got to call them when they open, and I'm gonna give her the money. Oh, you wanted to More you money. wanted to go back and give an additional tip because you realized your math had been bad on that. You're like, oh my god, I under tipped. Yeah, when I was going over tipping. the yeah. And so then there was no number on the website, so there was an email. So I emailed. Can I read your email? Yes. Okay. Hi, I ate there last night with Christina Hendricks and had a big, gorgeous meal, and I completely accidentally under-tipped because I was tipsy. I had a really beautiful Asian waitress who was wonderful, (laughs) (laughs) and I wondered if I could Venmo her some extra money or whatever you recommend. I only Now, firstly- this sounds like a creepy guy. I know. Trying to get the number of a, why did you feel the need to describe her as you already said who the reservation was under. They could have deduced it. Why did you say she was well, a beautiful people, Asian waitress? You know why? Like you know when you're in a shop and they say like say you're buying I don't know whatever, clothes or makeup as you do and they say who helped you? Yes. And you say, oh, that guy over there. Or sometimes you say, that person with the black hair or this or that. And you feel funny because sometimes you're like, do I describe their like race? Sometimes I will say like the white girl with blonde hair, like whatever. I'll just say that. But I thought I should describe the waitress because I just, I think because I was, I think I, did I write that when I was tipsy? No. I think you write that the next day. <laughs> no excuses. Um, yeah, I think I just thought I would describe the waitress and they'd be like, oh yeah, Rebecca. So like not only did you under tip her, you also fetishized her. Yes. And tried to get her phone number. Yes. <laughs> um, but exactly. so, And how about you and Christina mentioned something we didn't know that- you guys both dated Anthony Kiedis and are both in his book, apparently. Oh, I mean, right. I knew you were. I haven't read it. But yeah. How weird's that? I know. And we had a lot of crossover friends and things. I can't remember the others. Yeah, and Josh Radner and like lots of people that she's, you know, known May. from the past. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that was interesting. I know it was funny because when we were talking about dating him, I 
dated him more than 30 years ago by way more, you know, a long time ago, but we went, it was, it was as if you were like right there and you'd just gone out with the same person and you were like, it's bonding. The first wives club. I know. Yeah. It is kind of, there is a special bond that only people who have dated or been married to the same person know that person so intimately. I've I know. never, I don't think I've ever I've, had that. I've had the thing where you're dating someone and you're like, oh my God, this person is very tricky. And then I've even called the last person they were with. Oh, and you want to like just verify, like, is this what I think it is? Is yes. this a red flag? Yes. Is, yeah. Yes. You verify and you say, did you have this? And, you know. I get it. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And how was uh, being back on the tennis court where we've, we've been dipping our toes back in, getting our... It's good. I just want to, st- we play, we play very good players and I just want to be good enough so that it's not a drag for them. Cause sometimes if you play someone, you know, you're almost like become a teacher to them and it's not that fun often. I think if you're the better player, so I'm, I just want to make it fun enough for them so that they, you know, want to come back. Yeah, you basically just want to continue your people-pleasing, codependent you relationships and bring it onto about. the tennis court. You're yeah. teasing me, but you know what I, I mean. You. And and yeah. so I was very hard on myself, and I and I and I talk, I do commentary. Oh my god, do you ever? You will be like, we'll be well into the next point, and you'll still be chatting and critiquing a shot you did. Like I do 10 make people before. laugh though. Well, that's no one has ever denied that. I so it's guy. funny commentary. How weird are these texts we've been? Oh yeah. Getting? So anyone else have this happen? You know, Any, you, anyone else the celebrities whose privacy is no, been no. It's also non-celebrity thing where you get these really obvious texts or emails. Hi, friend, or they misspell your name to you. You know, long time, and you know it's like a scam or something. Yeah, whatever. but that's different. This is so I get a I text yesterday at three in the afternoon that says, "Hi, is this Ben Lee?" And I said, "It is. Who is this?" And the response comes, "My name is Isabella, and I'm seventeen." Smiley face. I'm a huge fan of your podcast with you and Ioni. I also love her work in Arrested Development. And I wrote, "That's nice. Thank you. Curious how you got my number." She said, "I looked it up. Fan mail number address." And I said, do you mind sending me the specific website you found it on? And there was no response. And then you got a similar one last night from mine a dude. Mine was way more. Yeah, mine was. These ones, they sound like real people to me, I think. Because the, the, I think it's a database that people are finding where you can get numbers. Yeah, so we're going to have to change our numbers. I don't basically. think it's phishing for. I mean, I'm not going to give a credit card number, but I don't think it's phishing. That'd be weird to give to a fan. Just be like, I'm a huge fan. Can I have your credit let's card number? Let's cut to the chase. Yeah, let's cut to the no, chase. No, but some of them are you know, obviously wanting to scam. But this, I think, is is a database. So anyone want to look us up and start texting <laughs> us, please do. Yeah, well, our numbers will be changed before that comes up. Um, You want to hear a question? Yeah. 
Hello, Ioni. Hello, Ben. Guy here from Maine, and I just wanted to tell you that I've been loving the podcast. I'm a landscaper, and this fall had you two in my head for long swaths of the day while I was moving around rocks and dirt, making walls and patios and whatnot. Just listen to the last episode and watch the Dan Klaus short that you made, Ioni and Ben. That was really fun. Kind of reminded me of the uh, early Jane Campion shorts, that one Peel specifically, and fun to hear Petra Hayden doing the soundtrack. Love, love that dog. And yeah, big fan of your music, Ben. Discovered Noise Addict when it was happening and then followed your solo career and tracked down those Japanese editions of CDs with bonus tracks. And uh, when I started listening to the podcast, went back and discovered a few albums I hadn't heard, which was really fun. And yeah, love your work, Ioni. River's Edge was such a, such a tour de force. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been sweet to hear how you two interact as two creative humans and kind of rib each other and support each other and have the ability to have fights and distance yourself a little bit from it and have some perspective on things. Um, I have that relationship with my girlfriend. We're both uh, very creative. I play in bands and probably make 10 to 14 albums a year. I'm freaky prolific, as is she. She did a tour around the country doing improv musicals and has done a bunch of plays and that sort of thing. So it's been helpful to hear how you guys manage that. Um, she has recently moved to L.A., finishing up a doctorate program in mythology at Pacifica. So we're doing a long-distance thing. And I just wanted some suggestions on fun things to do in L.A., things that uh, I might not discover otherwise that when I come out that way we can do together. So I thought you might have some good ideas. And uh, that's it. Uh, excited to get an invite for the Christmas party next year because it looks like wicked good fun. All right, keep doing good things. Thank you. Wicked cute fun. Also, 10 to 14 albums a year. And that makes his you girlfriend's amazing. doing improv and mythology doctorates. I mean, they're making us look like slackers. He has a great voice. I love his voice. And uh, so you you grew up in LA. I grew You're up the in real. LA. We're going to have different perspectives listen, on this. Yeah. Well, what's your, what's well, your recommendation? I think the, that hiking is always nice. And I don't, you know me don't love going up. I don't love going down. I like a straight, <laughs> even biking, and all of can that. Can you do a straight hike? Is no. it still called a hike? No. Up and I do love crawl. I used, I like, if I'm going up a hill, I want to be crawling up it. Like when I was a kid. What's that called? Crawling up a hill. Oh, uh, oh, okay, cool. Hill crawl. Crawling up a hill. Crawling up a hill. Hiking, crawling up hills, walking on flat ground. Three strong recommendations for activities in LA. I mean, because you're already on the East Coast, there's some old school restaurants that are fun, but it's like if you're in the East Coast, they might feel East Coast old school anyway, so it's not that special. Whereas when you grow up in LA, you find like not just Musso and Frank, but what was that place we went to for William Tyler's birthday? Oh, I forgot on what that was called. Yeah, that was cool. I think Mexican food is good. You know, Highland Park and Eagle Rock are great. Of course, there's parts of Malibu if you can get on the beach there. It's hard. A lot of the beach is private, which is sort of annoying. But of course, the beach is nice to check out. What else? Well, I just think the thing about LA that is hard to penetrate is it. it most of the best things happen in people's homes. 
mm. because it's a space where yeah. the people, city is not very loving. Yeah, it's not very welcoming. And there are great, you know, you can go see bands and go to art shows and stuff. But I think a lot of, yeah, a lot of LA happens when you meet people and you form some sense of community or you're welcomed. I think meeting you and your family for me and Jason Schwartzman, like people that had grown up here, gave me a really different lens on LA because everyone I knew were sort of, you know, Aussie actors or people that had come to LA to have their shot at the title. And that's a very different relationship to the city than growing It's a grower, not a shower. Yeah, absolutely. And it's hard to imagine growing up here, but now we've, you know, raised two kids here and I see how their understanding of the rhythm of the city is the very different. We Spa, Koreatown. That's great. We Spa is the Korean spa that I think it's open now. Yeah. And uh, that's an amazing, because they We Spa is fun. Well, you all those natural spas, the Olympic and the Olympic. Uh, but We Spa, hot you springs. can eat, yeah. and the floor is heated on that. Well, and it's got the Jim Jim Jimbajang. Yeah, that's gym. the section that you have little kids, and it's fun to just watch little kids running around there. They're so cute. Totally. What else? Uh, Go out to the desert also. Oh, like if yeah. you're in LA, Twenty Nine Palms. Yeah, Twenty Nine Palms. Joshua Stay Tree. Twenty Nine Palms Inn is groovy. Yeah, Pioneer Town. Yeah, I saw Phoenix played there last night. Oh. Yeah, did a like little, like a rock show. You know, they normally have such intense production right. and lights and everything. And the photos I saw was like, there were just like four dudes on a stage playing. It I heard really Tuesday cool. night's a good night in LA. Was that what my little brother said? I don't know. Thursday I or that. Tuesday. I don't know what that means. Tuesday seems a little early in the week to have a great Maybe it's night. Thursday. I don't know. I don't, I'm not, you know, I don't know what the, the clubs are, but. I'm I'm going out of town for a couple of days this week. How are you? How do you feel about that? I. I so I care so much. I want it to be good. I want the shows to be good. I want the audience to have a great time. I want to the production and the sound. It's the degree to which I'm invested in every creative project that I do. Like when I was younger, I didn't notice it almost because you just have this unlimited amount of energy. And as I get older, it's just like I can't stop and I feel it's almost like when I'm starting a new album. I get this point where I'm like, oh man, here we go. It's going to happen. Sure. And, and I feel like that a little bit before I go out and do shows. Well, part you wear of me a would lot of hats like, also. You do a lot of, you, you don't delegate as much as you could, I think. That's true. But I think in some ways the reason I do that is it, the more I understand of the logistics, the more grounded I feel in the experience. Whereas if I leave a lot of that to other people, I don't feel like I know what's actually yeah. happening. But I'm really excited just to get these. These shows are, they're crazy. I mean, it's so funny. Like it's going to be such a treat. Yeah, we're doing them in two tiny clubs, but they're shows that are designed for Australian festival stages. So it's like. It's like a lap dance versus a watching a burlesque show. You're doing your show like right in oh, our Oh, it's more faces. than a lap dance. It's, I am making, it's like being made love to <laughs> rather than a burlesque show. Right. I am making love to every single person that comes into it's the room. It's just like right in your face. I am getting in their face. Yeah, it's there's big props and there's, but you it's, know. But it's, it's hard it's to, I was, we were talking about it, that it's almost like these two, these one-off shows that, that happen sometimes are, it's like doing opening night for a play. It's ne it's bound to be stressful. If you took, if you were doing a big tour, like week one, into the tour, you're sort of, and I don't know that I've done only a couple of plays, but anyway. Oh. <laughs> what are you hearing about your voice that you don't like? I put maple syrup in my tea. Oh, so sugar. Maybe it's the sugar. I have that sometimes. You get a little sugar in your throat. I don't. It's like I weird feeling. Water, but anyway, drunk water. Don't leave yeah. this all in. No, okay. I mean, you could. Okay. But so, anyway, I'm saying that, yeah, once you 
get the play under your, you know, in under your belt, the the night. You can almost do it. Like I, there were some nights I would do the play, the last one I'm thinking of, and you you almost could just do it like, you know, just walk right in and just. Oh, that's my favorite. The best when feeling. you first do a new show. It feels like you're on stage for like six hours because yeah. you're so attentive to every detail. My favorite is when you're a couple weeks in. You could like go, you could be reading a book and you then could just be thinking jump, of other things while right you're on. doing it, which it's weird because yeah. I think sometimes I think the audience would think, oh, that's like the performer checking out. But actually, to me, if you can get to a space where your mind can wander, it means you're really, you can continue the unconscious process yes. of the art. I like that. Yeah. I so like there's no almost no way for these. Yeah. So two none shows of that's happening. <laughs> are gonna feel like that for you? No. These but, are opening nights. But it's a gift for the audience. It's gonna be really fun. Oh, and I'm yeah. I'm super. I'm super excited. Um. So yeah, it'll be good. And say debut. Well, there is there is a school of thought in Australia that pronounces it debut. I wonder what the French pronunciation is like. Hey Siri, how do the French pronounce debut? Debut. What do you think of that? I say I would say do it again. Here it comes. Debut. Debut. It's closer to the uh, the awful debut. Debut. I have to say I'm often critical of You are often critical, but I love you. <laughs> and I'll think that's not the way to say it and then you hear the actual pronunciation and the language that it comes from and it's like debut is closer than debut, right? <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, it's they're, both, like Cannes, they're both approximations. The Cannes film festivals, Cannes is closer than Con, but you would think Con sounds snobbier. Anyway, it's Can. Can. What content? Yes. <laughs> I would also encourage people this week to catch up on the first five episodes of Paul T. Goldman which is one of my favorite things I've seen on TV. It's on Peacock in America. I'm not sure how you'd get it from Australia. Um, but it is, it's made by one of the guys who was involved in the rehearsal, the Nathan mm -hmm. Fielder show. And if you like Nathan Fielder and that sensibility, it's a mix of true crime, doco, sort of meta performance art. It is Seth Rogen produced it. It is really good TV. And the finale is coming up this weekend. I'm excited. I'm excited too. I want to know, uh, what did I want to know? What? Yeah, well, we'll find out. I do want to know. <laughs> I want to know, baby. It's a baby. mystery. I want to know. I want to know the answer to the mystery question. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. Uh, Beautiful babies. Yeah. Keep keep asking these questions, more questions. Keep asking questions, kids. Uh. Just keep asking questions. Question authority. Question the Bible. Don't trust any... <laughs> I was just thinking of rabbis. And when you when the Jewish religion, you're yeah, Jews are taught to question. That's true. Yes, they but not say, the Bible. No, no, you are meant to question. Old, but you don't call it. Well, I we mean, call the Torah. Yeah. Have a great week, everybody. We love you. Beautiful babies. Together we're weirder. We're weirder together. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.